welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 475 of the almost weekly self-help podcast <laughs> with me, Ed Lamb, and me good pal, Sean Offord. How are you doing, Sean? I'm okay. I'm okay. So we're going to be on time this week. Uh, well, this week, we're, we're like Gandalf, aren't we? We're, 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 we always arrive precisely when we mean to. Yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> we're never late or early. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, just you know, when we're ready to say something, we we put we put it out. Or when we've got more more likely, when we've got a spare half an hour, we'll record something. Life's, life's a bit crazy at the moment, and we're talking about that today. Really, we're talking about how to stay calm under pressure and uh, and yeah, be mindful and not getting caught up in the moment too much because we shouldn't put ourselves under too much pressure, should we, Sean? To uh, to get this show out every week on the dot on a Thursday morning or whatever. Well, I don't know. I think that we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that the, we live in a world that's full of, of pressure points, mm-hmm. uh, and we've got loads at the moment. We've had COVID and Omicron, and then we've got financial crisis, and then we have fuel problems. And are there going to be power cuts? And you know, there's going to be lots of pressure over the next bit is how we deal with it there's the interesting bit yes yeah uh, in mad times um i mean yeah we'll come on to that in a bit but it's it's, it's crazy and it seems like life's I mean, we've been saying this for years but life seems to be speeding up rather than slowing down we're desperately trying to help people with the slowing down part mm. a lot of the time it's what we tend to talk about you know how to stay mm-hmm. calm um, mm. yeah the, the world just seems to be speeding up and up and up and uh i don't know maybe we're powerless to do much about it but um we can we can kind of limit our in our kind of our own well our mental well-being in fact i think it was mental health awareness day yesterday or something like that yeah the issue for me is you can't stop things happening in general you know the, the fact that there's a war going on in Ukraine, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. But what I can control is my response to what happens. Yeah. And that's the bit that's important. Mm. I can't change it, but I can change me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think I suggested this episode mainly from like selfish point of view because uh, I've had a bit of a mad month or so with work and with family stuff. Uh, my grandma passed away a few weeks ago. My sister's been in hospital. Um, other things just you know work's going well but it's like keeping on top of it is uh is hard and emails pinging in from i've got like five email addresses and standing to be a counselor so i've got doing a lot of campaigning and you know trying to keep Mm. local residents happy and uh show that i'm interested Mm. in helping them with stuff so Mm. but we've all got our own little little mad little worlds and i try and be a bit wary that now or mindful of that because you know i went through a bit of a phase in my long-time listeners will know this in my kind of cycling uh, advocacy where I was, um, you know, riding around with cameras and that kind of thing and reporting shocking driving. And um, but I'm trying to remember now, as weird as it might sound to anyone that's experienced, like they've been hit by a car or anything, that the people 
in cars or the people who were driving, you know, 100 meters to school, annoying the hell out of me and leaving their engines running while I sat there. They've got they've got lots going on in their lives, probably similar to what I've got with their own family issues. So yeah. it's not that I'm not up for changing the world and not up for, you know, making the world a better place. But I'm trying to be mindful that everyone I interact with in the street or in the world has got stuff going on that I'm, I'm completely unaware of. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that, that's really important, isn't it? So, you know, someone comes into work and uh, they're in a really bad mood and they're spreading their crap around. Now, we can criticise them for that, and I suppose that's fair enough, um, but we don't know what's happened to them. Yep. Yeah, they might, they might have just eaten a grotty cheese sandwich, you know, or maybe one of their relatives has just died. You know, we don't know, do we? Um, but, uh, and, and it isn't always appropriate to ask. You, know, you can't say to people, you know, why are you being such a miserable sod today? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes that is the last thing that you need to do. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've had your you've had things going on yourself. You know, if people rewind a few episodes, you'll get the full lowdown on Sean's health uh, fun and games of the last well, six months or so, really, that all culminated mm-hmm. in quite a serious operation. Mm-hmm. Um, so how you know i spoke to you a lot in the in the build-up to your operation when you're in hospital and stuff and in fact people will have been listening to podcasts that were recorded while you were in in hospital and we didn't really talk mm-hmm. about it or mention it we just tried to <laughs> just keep calm and carry on so what was your secret to staying calm and relaxed and not getting flustered about like possibly dying or you know having like serious you know, long-term impacts well, um, Ray at one point said to me, you know, why are you so calm? Kind of um, but it's like, um, to me, I, I, well, I, I, I'll be open. I had the realisation when we were talking about this before we went on air that uh, I, I was abused as a child, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not making a big deal out of that. Um, but one of the things that, that it taught me and, and that thing about what do we learn out of life is that abuse only lasts for a period of time, whatever the abuse is. So mm-hmm. that um, if you can hunker down in it, there comes a point where it finishes. And that was how I, I coped being a child, was that when there were periods of things like that going on, um, I knew that if I, um, you know, looked at that, thing on the wall or you know whistled a tune in my head or whatever I did there would come a point where it would stop and I think that taught me that I didn't have to go with the drama I could step outside of it okay now I I think that that may have certain negative um connotations in the sense of I can disassociate quite easily from things Mm, okay Um, yeah did you see Which that in people? Be, yeah, do you see that in people that you help as well? You talk to that have been abused yeah, as well when they were younger. Yeah, or... they, yeah, <laughs> and it it works both ways. I mean, one of the things is, I'll go into a burning building and take out the dead bodies and do all kinds of stuff, and then go and have a cup of tea <laughs> because I can disassociate from what's actually going on, where someone else is going to go, oh my god, and go into a panic. Um, and I think that that's it is that what I've learned in life is you can't change what happens, 
but you can change how you respond to it. Yep. And that's the bit that's important. That's the important yeah. bit, but I guess it's also the, the tricky bit. Uh, I think uh, I'm reasonably good, actually, at staying calm under pressure and stuff. And uh, my wife as well has made comments about how, you know, I'll be pretty chilled in high-pressure situations. Mm. And I wasn't abused as a child. I had, like, the perfect, like, textbook model childhood and happy family. So mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't have to, like, people worrying that you, they haven't had a traumatic childhood or <laughs> they haven't been in a war. It's still possible to be calm under pressure, isn't it? But what were your parents? Was the um, the the model that you observed as a child, were they well, calm people? Yeah, I think they were, especially my mum. Like, my mum's actually the one I was thinking of when I uh, thought about talk, discussing this because she's been... She's been mad busy with family stuff for months and months. Most of it's just been normal, you know, juggling grandkids and what have you um, and dashing around the country looking after people. But, yeah, her her mum passed away recently and that's kind of piled on the pressure onto her in terms of, you know, getting the funeral ready, clearing the house out, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, But she's re- remained remarkably calm, yeah, the whole the whole way through, on the surface at least. Uh, so, yeah, she's she's always been like that. My dad's calm and relaxed as well but probably a bit more impatient and i've got that kind of impatience that my dad has as well um so i will stay calm in a situation or when i see something that i don't like until i reach a certain point and then i'll hit like anger anger mode but i'll use that anger and frustration to like get stuff done you know so like in my campaigning stuff that i've uh i've got quite good at in the last few years and they'll reach a point when I just can't put up with certain conditions on this on the school run. You know, it's just getting too much. It's too dangerous. It's too polluted. People are just doing ridiculous things. And I'll turn that ang- anger into positive energy and change. And I'm at, in fact, tomorrow morning, the road around my uh, kids' primary school is closed on a one-day trial at, 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 heart, at 8 o'clock in the morning for an hour. So literally, you won't be able to drive down it. Uh, and you know, there's various reasons why it's happening, but a main one is that I channeled my anger uh, into kind of trying to find a solution. And so yeah, so apologies if you're trying to get down Norbury Avenue tomorrow morning in Bevington. But does, does that mean that there will be um, a fair amount of parents going that bloody head lamb? Probably yeah. Although I have had some, uh, I've had a, a few kind of people nodding at me and saying, "Well done, well done," because there's been a sign up for the last two weeks, to kind of preparing people. Uh, you know, emails have been going out to parents to say, just ready yourself for some changes on this date. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I can take I can take the good and the bad. I'm, I'm ready for it. And uh, mm-hmm. change is hard, isn't it? You know, so I appreciate that people's routines are set in stone in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. but tomorrow, I'm sure all will be well, and uh, people will find other ways of, of getting their kids into school. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm quite good at channeling that anger and that frustration into yeah, positive ways so i guess maybe that's a, something that you can do as well rather than just kind of smashing the room to bits or getting really angry or upset when something doesn't go your way is to find a way to challenge well, i you know we talk about observation and obviously i had that weird childhood but my father was the one who would lose the plot and uh, and i can remember being quite little and observing him um, going off like a bottle of pop and actually thinking, what on earth are you doing, you stupid man? 
you know, I can remember even as a young child thinking, ridiculous, you know, and, and, and realising that however uptight he got, you couldn't, he couldn't do anything about anything. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what do you think was going on in your dad's head? And, you know, did he did he drink a lot or did he kind of leave? Like, what, what was his kind of escape? Aside from, like, taking it out on you, what was his... He, the... did, he did drink, but he... Um, uh, I, I think that, that what I learned as I grew up was that he came from a very difficult family and it was all just being passed down the generation, so which is, it happens until someone's going to stop it and work it out. Mm-hmm. And then, then it stops for that generation. Yeah. yeah. Um, when did you last, yeah. If you don't mind me asking then, how, when did you last contact with him? Before, you know, he's not with us anymore, I assume. So what, no. what was the last contact you had and was it positive or did you ever get a chance to um, speak to no, him about it? I, d- I did try and sort stuff out with him at one point. And his comment to me was, I've never apologised for anything in my life and I'm not going to start now, which kind of, <laughs> which kind of describes huh? personality, really. Yeah, gee whiz. And I said, fair enough, okay. And I put my stuff in, in the car and drove off and never saw them again. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, that was like, I, I, I got to the end at that point for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I was grown up and, you know, if if, if he was that fixed in in his behaviours and his beliefs, well, get on with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, who knows, man? I mean, he might have, he might have cried himself to sleep that, that night. You just don't know. Fellas like that or people like that, they, yeah. you know, they, yeah. There is a human being deep down there somewhere in there, I'm sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I think from that, point of view he was a damaged soul mm. you know um and if there are other lifetimes maybe he'll have the opportunity to work it out mm. yeah mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of references in your blog post and i think well no that one might not be in but one you talk about the wild boars in thailand when they were trapped down the uh uh in the cave so what, what about that situation uh impressed you or, I, I just or... well i thought it was amazing that the um, uh, the the people that were in in control of it worked with the kids to get the kids calm and meditate and all that kind of stuff to calm them down. Yeah, you were. Um... And the the coach was a an ex Buddhist monk. Yeah, right. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, and in fact, well, it's going to be on my resource, but there's a there's a dramatization of it that's on Netflix at the moment. Which I've only just just started watching, um, but that might uh, well I'm not I'm not sure it might be awful to be honest I haven't seen it yet but I think it's mm. quite good and you know tells the story well so uh, uh, yeah it's like like ex- super extreme situations like that that kind of capture the world's attention um, uh, yeah they really kind of tell you a lot about the human spirit don't they or the potential for mm. uh, for people to kind of come back from the brink <clears throat> i think when you look at what does happen in wars um and if you look at what's been going on in um um in ukraine and, uh, and the whole russian thing i mean i'm amazed how people do manage to um 
to put up with and survive um, the things that go on. And it, and it is that that like, well, you know, the human spirit is quite amazing once it gets a truck on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just the human yeah. spirit, is it? I think, um, you know, without having been there and experienced something like that, I think there, there's a, there is a chunk of um, of like, yeah, determination but i think there's probably also a good chunk of well yeah we're just going to get on with stuff and um what other choice do we have <laughs> yeah i saw the videos of the the bombs going off around up you know in the in the last few days of especially in kiev but they were kind of it was, it was mad watching the, the bombs going off and then in the foreground or at the side you could see people just you know walking back from the shops with the you know carrying a, a bag of food or whatever or and, they, and you, you watch them and they kind of, if they're far enough away um, to not be like in immediate danger, they kind of look at it and then they just carry on walking along. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, because they've got to get home, they've got to get dinner on, haven't they? Or they've got, who knows yeah. what's going on, you know? <laughs> the dog and um, when, when you look at what happened in the, in the Blitz in London mm-hmm. um, and it happened in Liverpool as well, no? but I mean, people did get on you know they looked after each other they got on with it and and did what they had to do yeah. you know yeah. um and and that's the point really is that you can't there's things that you can't change they're saying to me that um because i've got this thing called af atrial fibrillation that they might have to do a cardio version i will know on the 20th of october um and what that means is they electrically stop your heart, they shock it so that your heart stops, and then they shock it again so that your heart stops, and they're trying to get it back into a proper rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, uh, obviously, the danger is that they stop your heart and it doesn't start again. Um, that's, that's number one. Number two is you get burned on your chest from the equipment that they use. Um, and number three, and Donio tells me it doesn't usually work the first time. They usually have to do it a couple of times. To get it to work. <laughs> Thanks, Antonio. Um, but, um, uh, and, and the thing is that you know all that in the same way that I knew before they cut my chest open what they were going to do. But there's nothing that you can do about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, to me, it's the same. This may sound mad. Having a heart operation, the same as going to the hairdresser. You know, <laughs> you give your you give your body to another person to do what they're going to do with it. Yeah. And at the end of it, you get you get it back again. Yep. Now, either that that hairstyle is amazing, or you look like a total and utter twerp. Mm. Yeah. Well. And it, it's the same, isn't it? It's like. Uh, you know, e- either the heart operation is amazing success, or you're the you're the one in 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 uh, in ten thousand that you just signed the document for, who managed to die under the knife. You know, well, it's uh, not quite the same, but yeah, I get I get your point. <laughs> but, but well, it, it is to me. It's like going to the. I've had, enough, so. I've had enough dodgy haircuts in my time to. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. But I, I've never never had my heart stopped and restarted. I've got to admit, but. Yeah. yeah, you've got to put. Yeah, I get what you mean. You put your faith in people, don't you, to do, to know what they're doing. And, uh, mm. Yeah, 
And most but, of the but, time, but the exactly. point is you can't change it. All you can do is change. It's like if you're in an aeroplane, you know, mm -hmm. oh, is it going to crash? Is it going to crash? You know, if it's going to crash or if it isn't going to crash, at least on the way down, um, you've got enough time to ring somebody. You know, um, hiya, <laughs> I'm just going to die in a minute. Okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can have the telly. Yeah, yeah. That sofa you've always liked, it's it's yours. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I'm not, I can't remember if you mentioned your blog or it just popped into my head, but the story of Nelson Mandela, you know, after 27 years in prison and yeah. could have come out and kind of created hell or, you know, really raised hell, sorry. Uh, but he chose to, yeah, yeah, do the opposite and, and channel channel is frustration or mm -hmm. likely frustration into into good uh and his yeah. legacy obviously was is pretty amazing you know one of the most well-respected fellas that ever did live yeah so yeah it's something yeah. to aspire to and, but, but it, it, if you think about gandhi in india it was a non-violent um transition mm. um i mean obviously there are, there are pockets of violence but um uh they didn't go to war you know it, it just gradually transferred and they got their independence yeah, yeah. peacefully so yeah, there's different yeah. ways of, of achieving of of, uh, of doing things i was reading a little twitter thread about christopher columbus and uh the atrocities that him and his uh uh the guys he was with committed. yeah he never actually set foot on the on the america on in america he kind of circled around the caribbean a few times on his trips but oh mm. my word man <laughs> Absolutely horrendous, like thing things he did to some of the, the people, the indigenous folks from over there, and yeah, uh, that's mm. I won't post the thread because it was too too horrendous to uh, to read almost. But mm. yeah, not a great reaction to kind of what mm. should have been a really exciting time for humanity and kind of reaching out into the new world and all that stuff. But yeah, but, now, it, it, but that's an interesting concept in itself. It's like we were reaching out into their world. <clears throat> it wasn't exciting for them as humans, was it? You know, how many of them ended up becoming slaves and whatever else? Yeah. Um, you know, um, but that was a real kind of us and them situation. Not good. Yeah, story. yeah, I know. So yeah. uh, it won't go down that route. It's a whole other ball game. But all right, cool. Anything else? <laughs> or do you want to? Uh, have you got a resource of the week you want to mention? Well. Two resources, really. One's Headspace, which if you want to get into meditation, just calm your system down. It's the easiest way to do it online these days. Um, and if you've got 10 days to spare, um, you can go on a Vipassana retreat. Ah. Uh, they're all, over, all around the world. There's, in Britain, you can go to Hereford. Um, and you can do 10 days of silence for 10 days, which is amazing. Um, and at the end of it, you would have done 110 hours of meditation, which means that to meditate for an hour or a half an hour is neither here nor there after yeah. you've done that. Um, and the amazing thing about the Vipassana stuff is it's free. You know, they don't charge you. They ask you to contribute towards... Is there something else I can... Lovely, these watches. They really get on my nerves. <laughs> um, they, um, uh, they don't... Uh, charge for the corpse, as it were. Okay. Um, but yeah. they ask for contribution towards food and heating and stuff. Of course. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. All right. I'll put links to all that yeah. stuff in the uh, insurance. Yeah. And I'll link to the uh, Netflix show that may or may not be any good about the um, wild boars in Thailand and this the story. Yeah. Yeah. 
their story yeah. worth, worth a watch, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, cool. I was gonna we were gonna do two, Sean, but I've got to uh, I've got to crack on. I've got to go and get a gift for someone that I'm seeing down in Birmingham tomorrow. So down in Birmingham. Yeah, doing some work, some transport stuff down there. But I'll uh, okay. We'll uh, catch up again next week, more than likely. Sounds good. All right. So thanks for your time. Okay. You take care. See you, everyone. Bye. <laughs> See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.